the following day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Soccer Show, which is technically part two of this week's Orlando Soccer Show. Yesterday, we released a Pride-centric episode because our show went really long and we decided, you know what, let's just split them up into two. So, Pride one day, city and everything else the next. So, uh, without further ado, let's get to it. So, we're going to run through this. Rodrigo Schlegel, new two-year contract. Here through 2024 with two additional option years. Good for him. Yeah. Colt hero. Keeps him here longer. I mean, and, and obviously when you think about he's become almost not a centerpiece necessarily, but he's become a, you know, a vital piece of the team. You know, as a third string goal, uh, center back, we've seen uh, Jansen and, and Antonio Carlos go down at times. And Rodrigo's had to step up a lot. And more often than not, he delivers. So good uh, good signing you know a good opportunity to to continue his growth here with the club also also really important that Orlando City managed to re-sign their two greatest goalkeepers in in team history this offseason <laughs> yeah that's a contracts. good point though I think the other thing is the depth right you're about to go on a Champions League run right and you're gonna need that depth when you go play you know in a different you know down in Mexico and you're playing the you know, all the different cups and competitions, you're going to need all that, all the backups. And Sligo not only plays center back, he can play left back, he can play right back, he could even play a defensive mid if need eh. be. He's kind of someone you just plug in there and, I mean, you he know, listen, you know Brent, he's going to come out and he play. He has played there. I wouldn't necessarily want him to play there if I had other options. <laughs> yeah. Put it that so, way. I mean, if you're up one, yeah, but if you're up one nothing, you need to put a, a defensive person out there. Who's going to give you 120% on the ball uh, for the last five minutes? That's That's true. But I think That's, and I, at those yeah. points, though, they go through, they go manage to like five back. So he's like the third center back in a three. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Much like a Kamal Miller in that respect. But I think Kamal Miller has kind of uh. locked down his role as, as one of the best three back center backs in the league, which again. That's still, that's still <laughs> an open wound for me. <laughs> yeah. What a throwback. Yep. It wasn't that long ago. So that's the crazy thing. It's 2020. That does seem like a long time ago. Anyways, other uh, signing. Uh, we, we talked about him last show, but now it's official. Ramiro Enrique joining the club as a U22 initiative player. I mean, listen, yeah, we talked about it last week. Good depth. He's, he's you know young. He's got a uh, pedigree from his father who played with Maradona in the World Cup for Argentina. Why not? Are these guys just going to play with seven wingers and attacking center forwards now? Because Orlando is stacked on these guys. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but not not stacked on these guys. Stacked on starting quality, starting uh, caliber <laughs> players of this. You you, ca- this you combine side. the word quality and caliber. There you go, quality. Coin the term. Gavin Eubanks Dictionary quality. Thank you. <laughs> Someone who has quality and caliber. I just I, man we. I speak more often than not than how Brent writes in the group chat. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. Oh, God. Hey, just to be fair, Gavin, uh, I have also edited your stories before. There Man. there are Oof. occasions where that happens. So just just fair game for everyone here. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we mentioned this. I believe we mentioned this on the last podcast, but we also just talked in general. Like, holy shit, Orlando is making signings. Like, We've never 
been sitting here having this many not just depth signings. These aren't just guys that are going to come in and yeah, they may be able to fill in from time to time, but if they were in the, if they were in the starting lineup for a run of games, you would be concerned. This is like no. These are guys that that either have the age or the the ability and like the proven track record to like be a long-lasting fundamental part of a team that like Brent mentioned wants to make runs at CONCACAF Champions League wants to make runs at winning the MLS Cup and winning the US Open Cup again and so I just think like wow like super shocking the amount of signings that have been made and the, and the quality again on paper we've got to see it pan out but doing things to really really build up the the, the core of the team to the point where if if players are missing time it's not just struggling to find a backup, struggling to find someone who can just fill that void so there's 11 players on the field, but actually having someone who's capable of coming in and making a difference. Yeah. And we just talked about the Wilfson in their investment in the women's game. I mean, we're seeing that play out to the max this winter. You know, they have gone all in. You know, as of the last few years, we would see Orlando make a couple of signings of these of this degree, and they've made five, six signings this winter that are just wow like they're they've upgraded every position i was doing a deep dive into the roster today for a story on osj and i'm just looking around and it's like where other than maybe fullback where is the weakness on this roster right now because i don't see any now let let me play devil's advocate here because we've (laughs) seen we we, no well listen yes mikey holiday is is probably your starter at right back right now with kyle smith as the backup and then Alex Freeman is the third stringer. And there's there's a lot of questions in terms of, like, you know, over the course of the season, how can they play? But on paper, this team is great. Where does that sound familiar to you guys? Because well, no, that, we, we have said that's it on this show before. Super, mm, I mean, it's possible we've said it, but I, I don't think it's – I think this is a different – like No, and I know, I know you're going back win. towards 2018, mm-hmm. and there's definitely been hype around teams. Right. And I'm trying, you know, and it was so long ago, so it's impossible for me to say like, oh, you know, I was hyped, but I also had these concerns. Uh, but you know, if you compare those two and the two off seasons that they had, and more specifically, if you compare the people that were running the teams, mm-hmm. both on the field and up in the box at the time, it's definitely you know an apples to oranges. But like Kyle said, this has to play out. We still have to actually see. 11 players on the field against another set of 11 players to judge that this team is good. Um, But, I mean, on paper, this is a team that has the quality. It almost feels like we haven't seen in Orlando's nine years. Absolutely. And the big difference, too, is in the past, bringing in signings was to fill completely open voids in the team, whereas this is just building out what's already there because what's already there won mm-hmm. you an open cup and right lost, and it's not you it's lost not top role heavy. players mm-hmm. right you lost you lost some role players but you're replacing them with guys of of they're younger equal, they have greater better upside, potential et right yeah. right 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 they may not necessarily we have no idea if any of these new guys are going to be better on the field than than the bit players that were lost in the in the offseason were at least short term but there is significantly more potential because of the much younger ages of all these signings, which is another huge thing. Most of these signings have been younger signings. Mm-hmm. Most of them have been geared towards the future. I think it's I think it's 
that's huge. That's it's a huge setting yourself up in just mentality. Right. It's setting yourself up for success for not just this year, but for uh, the next couple of years. So, uh, and, and you're right, Gavin. It's it, it is kind of apples to oranges to the 2018 season because you were signing guys like Justin Miram and Sasha Kleschen who were older, established MLS veterans. These are younger, unknown prospects. So, mm-hmm. it could go different ways depending on how they adapt to the league was we saw Urchon Kara he scored 11 goals but no one really thought that he was like the the goal scorer that he should have been when they signed him and so there's yeah. there's a lot of question marks in terms of who's going to to step up who's going to adapt well who's going to adapt quick to the pace to the physicality to the heat to the travel there's a lot of factors that play into it that a lot of these guys have never experienced in their life and so that will you know, be a lot of time to tell. You know, he's not going to have any issues uh, adapting, though, is is the, I'm assuming, literal god, Dagger Dan. <laughs> Dagger Dan Thor Halsen. Or if you want to go man, the, that... the Icelandic pronunciation, Dagur Dan Thor Halsen. Yeah, that man, that man is, listen, I've not seen him play. I've not. <laughs> I've just seen his pictures, and I've seen his name. But by name alone... That man is is out for blood. That that man is a literal Norse god. Fear for your lives, MLS. So uh, and this guy can play almost anywhere on the pitch too. I know you mentioned the right backs. It is Luis Muzi specifically mentioned that he can also play right back as well if needed. Yep. Um, well, the, his his name is Dagger Dan, but he is a Swiss Army knife for the team. There you go. How long have you been workshopping that? I was going to say, was that one written no, on a notepad? Literally <laughs> came came up with it. Uh, when I saw the description of him as a player, someone said Swiss Army Knife, but I just kind of pieced it together just now. Now, also, Dagger so Dan... Been, so, been, so, so, since, yes, since I saw that. Um, Dagger <laughs> Dan Thorhalsen, also uh, top-tier MLS name in... Uh, it, it's it's right up there with guys like uh, Mitch Guitar, um, Johnny Steele... <laughs> the, those, Digital yeah, Takawara, Stern John. So all of those, except for except for Digital Takawara, all those other ones are are just like '80s porn star names. <laughs> so they're 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 mid as MLS names. Dagger Long Dan, Dan was an Thor MLS Halsen. player at one point, right? Say that again. Also, Long Tan was an MLS player. Long Tan was an MLS player. Long Tan and that's Handsome. Like a, if you watch uh, SpongeBob. Like a, oh, you know what? Speaking of SpongeBob, this is like Dirty Dan. If you Dirty if you Dan. go back in the uh, the old SpongeBob days, you don't have to. We know we know Dirty Dan. If any of our listeners have to have what Dirty <laughs> Dan is explained to them, I I feel sorry for their <laughs> upbringings. Um, <laughs> I if we can get him on video to say I'm Dirty Dan, then that's my mission. I, I, that is my mission from here on in. Your your journalist talking about distinct. getting those player insurance. You can get one that's like I'm Dirty Dan, and this is the Orlando <laughs> Soccer Show. Like that's perfect. I'm Dirty <laughs> well, Dan. Us, we'll, have, we'll have we'll have one of us say I'm Dirty Dan, and then he'll go, No, I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> I love it. I love the concept of it. I hope no one steals it because we put it on record. But uh, we're we're putting well, you, a. You can edit this out. You you will edit this out so they no, don't steal. No 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 no. We're we're gonna get it. Don't worry. Don't you imagine how easy it's going to be when he's doing like techers on people and just making like the sweetest moves ever. And it's, you know, everyone's going dirty Dan all over Twitter. Like that's going to be a hashtag that's trending like immediately. Uh, not, I mean, he's a depth player, so he might not play a lot, but still we can dream. Yes. Well, you never know. He's 22 years old. He's coming from Iceland, which 
the the quality of Icelandic soccer is not necessarily the best, but he's also played on the international stage for Iceland, and like you said, mm-hmm. he is he plays literally everywhere. You lose Andres Perea, you bring in Dagger Dan. Yeah, we can hope that he's as good as Andres Perea. I, I would hope that he's better than Andres Perea, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. All right, last thing about Orlando City, kind of in the realm of Orlando City, shall I say, is their academy. Mm-hmm. This past week, their academy director left. Marcelo and Eva left, decided uh, he is done with Orlando City's academy because now... He's the head coach of the Dominican Republic national team. Now, I have some folks uh, that are very connected to Dominican sports. And uh, my radio show host is actually a a, uh, Dominican native uh, who's very involved in basketball. But the way he described it for Dominican soccer is that um, Dominicans love soccer, know nothing about it, but act like they know everything about it. And so he has now the hardest job in Dominican sports. And good luck to him. He should only last a year. That is a direct quote from my radio show host, Juan Bernal. So uh, good luck to Marcelo Nevelef because he's coaching a team that is not great, uh, but has apparently a lot of expectations from the people. Go figure. Last thing I want to say about Nevelef is he took over mid-2019. This was post, uh, post SEMA era, so that that was you know, after all the Monford stuff. In his tenure, he had eight players sign from the academy as homegrown players. That is David Loera, Jordan Bender, Michael Holiday, Wilfredo Rivera, Thomas Williams, Raúl Aguilera, Alex Freeman, and most recently Fabian Loyola. Uh, only Holiday. Rivera, Williams, Freeman, and Loyola are still there. So out of the uh, eight players, five are there. That's that's a pretty good record. I'm not gonna lie. It's yeah. So in his in his stead, Javier Carrillo, the U17 head coach, will serve as interim academy director until one is appointed. So he was already the assistant academy director, but now he's the full-on academy director after Nevelef has left. Right, that's all for Orlando City, but in MLS in general, I want to talk about this because it's coming out by the time this show comes out, Apple TV Plus. The new deal comes out on February 1st, which is when this show is dropping, and it's it's pretty exciting. You know, I, I am very interested to see how this plays out. They have a ton of content from day one, it's like every team has a get-to-know-you kind of video package that will be coming out where you can watch kind of the, the origins of every team. So you can, you know, if you don't have a team, you can learn about the team. For the first week and for the first game, all the content is free and then it's behind a paywall. Some of the games will be free for the, uh, the season without having any of the uh, necessary subscriptions. So you can still watch games even if you don't want to pay the $99 a year or the uh 70 i think it's 79 dollars a year if you have an apple tv plus subscription already so that's the big stuff right there um very excited to see what uh will be be coming out um i can kind of talk about this now because by the time this show airs uh the embargo will be lifted and i got a, a sneak peek into it 
and it looks really cool. The UI is, it's Apple, so it looks exactly like you would expect it to look. And yeah, no, it's 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 very very neat, and uh, super excited to see what uh, how it goes because there's been a lot of roadblocks and a lot of hurdles to jump through as this has been coming out, and uh, they've been trying to figure it out on the go, and the hope is that by day one they will have it ready. Yeah, so, I, I think they're doing a nice thing with the, the, the teams, right? Doing the behind the scenes of what the teams were because I think NBC did that when they took over Premier League, right? Mm-hmm. They basically went over all 20 teams and why you, you know, why you could be a fan for this team and then told a little bit about the story of each club. And then every year they kind of talk about the three new clubs that are in the, in the Premier League and their mm-hmm. journey. And I think telling those stories is important. I think we don't do that well enough in the U.S. soccer. And I think with... You know, welcome to Wrexham being a big hit um, mm-hmm. because of the story of the town. I think there are stories to be told here in the MLS that that will make that value. And I think Apple will. I'm I'm encouraged to to see Apple's uh, produ- production value. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, here's here's the thing. It's it's I I like to spe- to just quantify this here, or you know specify this. I guess the Apple quality isn't necessarily Apple's doing. What they're doing in terms of the, the production of content is not Apple. It's every team's video production crew working not just on their own content, but now having to do Apple TV content. So they're working double what they were last year in terms of their production. Well, I was going to say, I think what I remember seeing is when The Athletic was reporting a lot of this is a lot of the stuff you're going to see is things that you're also just going to see on social media and on the club's website. like. They're not going to produce one video. Like they're, they're going to produce stuff specifically for Apple, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff they'll be able to also put on there that will also be on social, like the stuff they normally would do. Right, but here's the um, issue, but I mean, but Gavin. Um, oh, yeah, for, no, they're spread thin regardless. Yes, clubs do not have the resources to be able to put all of this full-time. Like if you have, take Orlando City, for example. They have two full-time video production people that are filming to be able to be able to put um head of that that derek derek cody Derek. yeah yeah he actually tweeted about this because he he knows and and listen you know a lot of clubs have had to outsource and basically say you know we have to pay other videographers to help us create content because our team can't physically do this and so this is part of the growing pains within this apple tv structure is that you know Clubs are going to be required for a lot more, and they're go- they're already spread thin, which means they're going to have to invest more in their video production, and it's going to take time for them to be able to do that because, as of right now, the you know salary structure the way it is is not built for more than two people per staff, and you really need three or four, and so this year is going to be a lot of growing pains when it comes to that. But uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, especially in the first couple months. So. Yeah, no, I was just going to say with Cody, you mentioned that thread he did, and he talked about, too, like, obviously we've seen, like, the, the team that Orlando has had over the years has been very talented. They put out a lot of really good stuff, mm-hmm. and he was specifically saying just because of how spread thin they are when they were doing that ble- or Bleeding Purple mm-hmm. documentary series that they tried to start a few years ago, and the first, like, episode or two came out, and it was, it was an amazing video, amazing behind the scenes, exactly what like what Brent was talking about telling these stories of what's going on it was exactly what 
clubs were missing. You weren't finding this anywhere else. And they only did like one or two. And he says like, we obviously plan to do a lot more, but the workload of doing that on top of regular game production was so overwhelming. Like we just couldn't deliver you this content that like was really great. And I wish we got more of that. Um, but like you said, they're, they're spread so thin as it is. One can only hope that the investment in that will go up over the years and we will see teams have, you know, even if it's just an extra two or three people on staff to help with this, you know, that's that's what MLS needs. And, you know, like Brent said, with Welcome to Wrexham, and it's being debated on Twitter so much recently, it's driving me crazy. Like, you, we can argue all day as of why Wrexham is a big story and why ESPN is throwing out all the stops for a, a non-league uh, European team because – you know, playing their games when they barely give coverage to the American sports. But at the end of the day, people grow connected to clubs and to players because of the stories that are told. You know, if you don't know anything about a certain player, how are you going to get attached to that player? You know, like you find things that are in common or you see great stories and, you know, that that's how you open you open up new avenues, new fans, new new ways for people to connect when you're telling their stories, and and hopefully we get more than just basic level, and you know actually get to dive into things that you and I didn't know about these players that are here. Yeah, and I'll give credit to Jeff uh, Jeff Odom, the new uh, the new man in charge of all of the uh, multimedia for Orlando City. Um, he's basically kind of overhauling the website the way it works and a lot a lot of the content that is produced including all the social media stuff so like a lot of people have been saying oh i love this new social media guy it's the same social media guy it's just he has a new boss that's basically the Mm -hmm. the difference in that but uh you see some of the stuff on the website where it's like stoppage time get to know this player and you just ask kind of random question where it's like who's the biggest joker in the locker room who plays the best music you know that kind of stuff and it's it's just you know quick little get to know players that kind of things and it's like yeah this is cool it's it's small bits of content that you can kind of bite-sized things that you can digest pretty easily so um they're they're shifting things a lot but i mean i I talked with jeff like a couple weeks ago before the the team left for uh img academy and he's he's been there a couple months but it's still like learning on the go because he's coming from an NHL background. He's he's getting into MLS. He's getting into the soccer world, which is very different in terms of how things are run, how things are produced, what kind of content you can look for, and what kind of content should be looked for in terms of this, this audience that you're producing it for. And I liked his vision. I liked what he was kind of telling me about where he wants to go with it. And I think that over time, over the course of this season, you'll start seeing more and more of it. Um, but like I said... Even with the Apple TV deal, it's going to take some time to get to that peak. We need a hard knocks for MLS every year. Like that's that is one thing that I hope comes out of this deal is that we get a hard knock style. Like give me, give me San Jose or something. You know, just someone that is going to be a lot of fun to watch. That is just going to be nuts. It's like I would have loved San Jose under Matias Almeida. Like that would have been perfect. But. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. Anyways, we've uh, we've been talking a lot, and there's still two more things that I wanted to talk about before we get into our end of show stuff. So while I talk about this, guys, look up your weird news and red cards, okay? I'm going to just run through this. The Central Florida Crusaders, they have their first game this Sunday 
at Edition Financial Arena out near UCF, or sorry, on the campus of UCF, not even near it. It's on the campus of UCF. Um, starts at 2 o'clock. Tickets are readily available, including, hey, guys, we're giving some away. So if you've gotten to this point of the show and you're interested in some tickets for the Central Florida Crusaders, uh, tweet at us. What should people tweet at us for the Crusaders tickets? Any thoughts? Tweet oh. at us. I have a thought, but I'll have to tell you after the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 funny, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I have a feeling I know where you're going with that, to be fair. Um, I don't know. Just tweet, I want something. I want free tickets. Tweet, tweet, hashtag Fire Gavin. There you go. Hashtag Fire Gavin. Bring, gotta, it, bring it back. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> With Brent back, we were going back to our old ways. All the old roots, the, the, the 2015 roots of where we started all the way back when. What a time. What a time. All right. And so I saw that the new Batman, the Seawood of the Batman movie, comes out in 2025. And I was like, wow, that's like years away. And uh, I don't know it's if you know this, but two. it's not. It's two years. <laughs> it's, 2015 was a long time ago. I know. I don't know if I don't know if y'all know that, but man, do I feel old from that. Yep. Eight years. We started the show eight years ago. What a time. All right. Our show is our show our show would be in second grade right now if any of us knew how to read. <laughs> we have a website about writing, guys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Speaking and? of which, hey, go check out the Orlando Soccer Journal for all the latest and all of the things that we talked about in written form. Because we do uh, produce more content over there than we can produce in audio form here. So if you want to get your news quick and easy when it comes to all things Orlando City, Pride, OCB, and other, then head over to the Orlando Soccer Journal at orlsoccerjournal.com. There's my ad read for the day. All right, time for weird news, guys. Who's got some weird news for today? I know Kyle always has the weird news ready to go, so you're going to go first. Oh, okay. Well, I've I've got multiple, so I was I, I was prepped in case someone picked mine. I'll just do instead of reading a lot on them, I'm just gonna run through them real quick because these are all too good to not do. The first and probably greatest in them all is that uh, the sponsor for the FIFA Women's World Cup this summer is Visit Saudi. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. It's just, it's just great. Um, another Tesla steering wheel fell off while the driver was driving. Um, it's the second funniest thing a Tesla's ever done. The funniest is when it ran over the cardboard kid. If you have not seen the video, uh, find it because it's hysterical. The auto driver on a Tesla does not stop for cardboard kids. Tesla stands will tell you that it's because it can detect the difference between cardboard and uh, a real human. Normal people will tell you it's just that the technology on those cars is dog shit, and it's really funny that it ran over a cardboard kid. Uh, and the other is that in Japan, pet fish... Uh, scammed a dude out of his credit card. Um, he created a really sophisticated motion detection software, and he was using his fish. He uses his fish in these little fish tanks to play different Switch games. He was using it to play Pokemon Violet, and unfortunately, because that game is buggy as all hell, it crashed, and they somehow ended up. The fish ended up <laughs> opening up the eShop and <laughs> spending spending a lot of money. Oh, it wasn't just that. Well, I think I was gonna say it was streaming. Yeah, yeah. and the it was uh, like he was streaming it. Oh, so the I'm guy's seeing, credit I'm card information was broadcast. I'm, see, yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing. I'm actually reading through it. He, they only actually they added four dollars to his switch account, so it wasn't yeah. a lot. But it exposes credit card details. 
Yep. Uh, that story sounds fishy. I've got a weird news story. Oh, Brent, go ahead. Assistant high school girls basketball coach relieved oh. of duties for impersonating 13-year-old player. You stole mine, <laughs> damn it. I'll, 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 tell, I'll tell half the story, and then you can lead on with the half. So All this, right, go for it. This... This coach, assistant girls coach, is accused of impersonating a 13-year-old JV basketball player. And Austin, I'll let you continue with the story because I'm sure you have deeper thoughts because you played basketball. That Yeah, that is true. First off, the, the coach is 20. She's 22 years old, passing off as a 13-year-old uh, who was out of town at the time due to a prior commitment with another basketball team that she was playing for. And so the coaches, the kids for all the, that team decided, hey, we'll just pass our... our coach off as a player and of course she went off dominated the game as you would if you're playing you know against people 10 years younger than you especially when they're 13 and you're 22 but hey you know whatever anyways she got caught the coaching staff for the teams decided okay well i guess we'll just won't play the rest of the season as a as a punishment that, that, that that's it and then she got fired so yeah the the, the team the JV team is now done for the year. They're not playing any more games, which was like, I don't know, three more games left in their season. So it's not like it's really a, a, a huge negative thing. So it's like kind of just a slap on the wrist saying, oh, don't do that again. Yeah. So my question is, Austin, how many points would you score in a JV basketball game if you were to suit up right now? Mm, probably 30. <laughs> Wow, drop 30, a 30 bob. Well, thing is, most of these kids are a lot shorter than me, so mm. I just post mm. up. Oh, <laughs> man. I, how, I, you probably actually do see high school basketball somewhat often. Yes, this is true. Maybe, I, but, well, because you know, when, when I cover high school basketball, I often get there during the JV game because you know, they, they do it before, and I'm just like, wow, these kids are not good. And I'm like, wait, yeah, they're like 12. That's why. <laughs> but here's the thing. I also yeah, used yeah. to like I used to coach kids that age. And they used to challenge like, me to one on one all the time and I was like, all right, <laughs> fine. And I'd beat them like thirteen nothing. It was like, all right. I feel like I feel like you could dominate J V. I feel like if you tried to play varsity though. No, no. Listen, I there there there's a kid who plays um basketball. He just he actually just committed for Cincinnati. Um there's two players actually. The last high school basketball game out, out, that I was at and I'll just do this very quickly because it it's just interesting that the kid's name it was uh, out at Olympia Olympia High School um, first off Bo Outlaw who used to play for the Magic his son is also playing for Olympia he's very good he's 6'9 plays exactly like his dad but nice. then Edron James the former running back in the NFL his son is also playing for Olympia he's really good he's I think crossed like the 2000 point mark in his career. Uh, his name is Jizzle. I think it's rude and immature to make fun of people's names, Austin. Come, Come on. on, man. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's very unique. Come on. <laughs> have you ever, I got a have, story have you ever met someone named Jizzle? His name is Jizzle James. Oh, uh, I met a Giselle. Um, <laughs> what I got, um, uh, transition off this for you. I got a man in, in Singapore who wanted a romantic relationship with a woman, um, and then she turned him down, so he threatened to sue her 
Um, he he kept the legal action aside after she agreed to take part in his counseling, but after more than a year and a half, she still would not accept him. Um, she did, still didn't want to be in a relationship, so he filed two lawsuits, a $3 million high court claim for allegedly causing, quote, damage to his stellar reputation, end quote, and trauma, depression, and impacts to his life, as well as a $22,000 uh, court claim for allegedly breaching an agreement to improve their relationship. <laughs> so. All right, then. Uh, Good. It's... Yeah, couldn't couldn't take it. <sighs> Society. Uh, just what a time. Uh, Samsung, Samsung's Q4 profits plummeted 69%, which is both nice and not nice at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not nice if you're a Samsung um, investor, but, but, it's, but you know, it's nice but, for everyone else. And went down, went down sixty nine percent. So, well, <laughs> that that's the kind of phone that I have. Well, so, uh, hmm. anywho, guys, uh, we uh, we did our weird news. Time for red cards. Who's got a red card slash playing advantage? Since we do do that now. Yes. Uh, my red cards. I'll, I'll go last on this one. Yeah, my red cards. U.S. Men's National Team coverage over the last two weeks during the first the January camp. Everyone like super critical about everything that goes on in a January camp that's directly after a World Cup. Can we not read into the fact that like this these two games don't matter? Like I saw people like going on. I think it was Hercules Gomez saying like it's so much easier to make a January camp nowadays and blah, blah, blah. Some of these players never would make it just like relax. We don't have a manager right now. Like just, it's always been the MLS player camp. It's always been the let's bring in the guys that aren't anywhere near the, the like a team right now to give them a look. Because we don't want to bring in the European, like, you know, can't bring in the European guys. Correct. And I'm just like, everyone was so critical. I'm like, Jesus Christ, these games don't matter. Like, everyone was going nuts because we lost to Serbia 2-1. to one. And I'm like, who cares? Like, does not matter. Does not matter. That's my red card. U.S. men sent national team coverage over the last two weeks. That is fair. Gavin? Um, I'm going to give my red card to Everton Football Club. <laughs> Obviously, as you guys know, things aren't going well over there. Transfer oh, they, they are closed today. Well, you know, they're they're going well oh. under some people. Um, they uh, fired yeah. their manager. They hired a new one with four or five days to go in the transfer window and didn't sign a single player. So uh, relegation is certain. See you in the championship next year. Um, I guess I'll have to keep my ESPN Plus subscription for a little bit longer. So, this is uh, this is going to go to bar. the board. We're going to take this to VAR later because, you know, at the end of the season when they're like, just, you know, we'll revisit this one. (laughs) You know, after Crystal Palace last year, it's it is wishful thinking to think that, like, things were only going to get better from there. Um, But here we are. You you would think that was the turning point. Instead, it downturned. (laughs) Yeah. No, they uh, they they lost. They lost everything. And, you know, sack the board, get them all out of there. Like leadership from the top is just apathetic at this point they have no clue of what they're doing with this team and you know 150 years of history is being thrown in the garbage because you have a bunch of a bunch of losers who can't let go (laughs) yeah tough times for everton uh my Mm -hmm. playing advantage is to uh hulu for ordering a new revival of king of the hill um it's a it's a tentative playing advantage uh, until we see where the play goes, because as we know, revivals don't always go the right way. So playing advantage uh, to see 
if the ball is uh, intercepted or not. Put it that way. I'm going to jump off that real quick and throw one more red card at Hulu for canceling Reboot. Um, Bell and I love that show, and it was very good, very funny. Um, Keegan-Michael Key, Judy Greer, Johnny Knoxville, like they were all perfect in it, and it got canceled after one season. So. Damn. I heard they're shopping it, though. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. With, with, a, with a cast like that attached, it, it should probably find another home. Usually shows like that that get canceled are like – with obscure people in them, I think when you have people that are that are pretty well known and respected, it is a good chance. Yeah, and they like they really pushed like the marketing. Like there was a ton of commercials for it, and it got really good reviews. But I don't, you know, whatever they're whatever not, the not enough say. Not enough eyeballs on the opening week. It's usually yeah, the biggest probably. doom. Well, they also stupid, yeah, they, it was like a week by week basis. Like they drop the episodes. Like Hulu does that, so I don't, I don't know how that plays into it all. Yeah. Okay. Streaming's well, weird nowadays. All right. Speaking of speak, speaking of TV shows, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, play advantage, and I'm also gonna give our first ever lifetime suspension from the game. Mm. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Uh, although although they'll be allowed to compete with a fake mustache, so th- I would I would like to to play advantage to The Last of Us mm. spe- TV show, specifically episode three, long long time featuring. Nick Offerman as Bill and Murray Bartlett at, as his partner Frank. Um, wow! If you have not watched it already, I I will not go into the story like I giving any the stuff that happens, but um, just a post apocalyptic gay love story with Nick Offerman, who knew that we all needed that. Um, it's one of the most touching. It's one of the most touching, just and well-written stories I've ever seen. It was actually written by the guy who wrote the uh, Craig Mazin, who's one of the the co-creators of the show. He wrote the backstory episode of Mythic Quest. It's about uh, CW Longbottom's backstory. If you've seen that show, that was also one of the most like emotionally charged episodes. Um, but just, I mean, I I have st- like I'm still hurting a bit from watching it like it was just so from the writing and the performance and just holy shit um and so with that i'm gonna have to ban the last of us for life from the game for for the emotional damage that they've caused to millions of people (laughs) you're still gonna continue watching it though of course, of course. They're 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 no longer the Last of Us. They're the 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 Mast of Us, and they're, they're wearing a little fake mustache. <laughs> so they're just they're just hiding there. I just if you, if you're not watching the show already, it's incredible. You don't need to have played the game. The stories there are a lot of shots that are like shot for shot. In the game there's a lot of things that they've they've modified just slightly enough and adapted just slightly enough. Or in the case of this episode, expanding on something that was very brief from the game and and changing some things a little bit, but. Um, wow, what a what a masterclass in storytelling those games were, and what a masterclass in storytelling that this show is. I I've never. It's been a long time since anything has has hit me as emotionally as as the first three episodes of this show have. If this succeeds as well as it has, can we get an Uncharted show? I was just gonna say, like it's it's interesting to see it because of like they had did the Uncharted movie and like the reviews what weren't like great on it mm-hmm. and so like video games as a movie it's just kind of like people were very like can this even work and the fact that the last of us has come out and nailed it you know to a t like is it's been kind right. of impressive but it's a show it makes you wonder what's right but it makes you wonder like what 
us. Yeah, I, I hope they don't try to do too much for it. You know, like, like oh, everything can be a show now. But it's definitely like Kyle saying, like, fantastic TV. I don't, I'm not personally like into it, but like just seeing the reviews, it's kind of interesting to see what could come out of it. Yeah, I I assumed you hadn't watched it because you just don't watch things that are good. Um, I mean, I've never played The Last of Us either. You've so also never seen like... Ted Lasso. I actually, Bell and I we're gonna finish Mythic Quest. We just got through season one, and then we're gonna work on Ted Lasso before season three comes out. There you go. Good this, job. This is this is this is the way. This is uh, which the way. is another show you need to watch, The Mandalorian. But yeah, uh, Ooh, no, it's yeah. just it's it's great. You play the games, watch the watch the show. Uh, you don't need to play the games to watch the show. It's yeah. And with Uncharted, I mean, they just it, they made weird casting decisions that didn't quite fit in these like uh, Pedro Pascal who plays Joel and Bella Ramsey who plays Ellie. Which by the way, the internet gave a lot of shit because she doesn't look like the character from the game. Um, it is it is a perfect performance, like a perfect capture of how that character was in the game it's the the demeanor and the delivery and just oh my god it's perfect so internet chuds can do things that i shouldn't say on air as, as, TikTok as we all algorithm know. has also thrown a lot of like fan love of pedro pascal on my timeline recently it's just i get so many like pedro pascal is an absolute stud videos coming up yeah he's that uh, he's your he's your uh <laughs> dirty sexy daddy yeah. Or whatever it is he, he he said he's uh you know and you know yeah, listen he's you know yeah he's all right uh, you know what on, he's got the vibes you know what on that note <laughs> on that note of of Pedro Pascal I think we should end this mm-hmm. show this is this is the longest we've ever had we we've also had Brent back on so that that just threw it back to when we would go like two hours talking about nothing so uh here we go that's the end of the show thanks for everyone to has <laughs> made it this far if you have uh also again please tweet us if you want free tickets to the crusaders if you don't well it's okay it'll be streamed on youtube if you don't want to go so you can watch come join the discord come say hello to us there that too all right for gavin eubank Kyle Foley, and for brent peckis welcome back uh my name's austin welcome david back. thanks for tuning in to another edition of the orlando soccer show we'll be back next week talking about all things orlando soccer until then have a good one. Bye-bye. You're dirty brown water trash. And you're always going to be dirty brown. Water trash! <laughs>